0: It's time to experience the Synergy Connection Show with your host, Lucy Forsting.
1: Welcome, everybody, to the Synergy Connection Show, where we do our best to connect the dots between who we are as physical, emotional, spiritual, and intellectual beings. Because we are multifaceted, and a lot of people focus only on one or two of those components and we are so much more than that and i have as a new guest today royce morales but before we get started with what she has to say i want to remind people there's over 300 shows now at uh, www.synergyconnectionradio.com and on the podcast uh, if you're listening on spotify or on apple I think there's you know well over a hundred shows at this point. So we've been doing this for quite a long time and I have some amazing guests. And so please go find them on either the website or on the podcast platform of your choice. It's called the Synergy Connection Show. Um, I want to also remind people that on that website there's a link to Boomers Forever Young. I have been using their products for the last five years I know they work. I know they have kept me incredibly healthy uh, in the face of the pandemic for the last two and a half years now. And of course, now we have monkeypox, you know, that is getting everybody a little bit concerned. But if your immune system is healthy, you really don't have anything to be terribly concerned about. It's compromised immune systems that have to be worried. And I just tell everybody, even if you've had the vaccine, Please, when you go for your physical, find out what your D3 number is. It should be above 70, mine is hundred. Um, and make sure that you know what your C-reactive protein number is. You want that below 0.5. I will tell you that mine is a 0.1. The majority of people in the United States and abroad their immune system, if they're lucky, is around 45 to 50, which is why people catch colds and the flu and everything else that somebody wants to bring them. If they have kids going back to school like we do here in Florida, then I can guarantee you that moms and dads and brothers and sisters are all going to share germs for the first month or so because they've not been exposed to them in a controlled environment like a school classroom. And that's why people get sick is that their immune system isn't where it needs to be. Um, The other thing is the C-reactive protein gives you your level of inflammation. And like I said, you want that below 0.5. The majority of people they really have an inflammation rate that's anywhere from three to six. And if they have a chronic disease, um, it's even higher. So, you know, go into that website, look around, they have podcasts, they have a lot of testimonies, I think over 2000 now. And just see if you don't relate to what some of the people are saying. If you decide you want to order something, if you just use my name, L-U-C-Y in the discount uh, code when you check out, then you're going to get $5 off. And uh, in today's world, you know, $5 is $5. We save where we can. All right. So here we go with Royce. And let me tell you just a little bit about her. Uh, She's the founder of Perfect Life Awakening, which is a spiritually-based program that helps you transform from what we call triggering, which we all know what that means, I think, to being empowered. And her inner awakening classes and private inner journey uh, sessions shift and resolve subconscious disempowering false program beliefs by releasing them where they originated. And I know we share that in common because as a life coach, I do the same thing. I have people go back and we work in increments of 10 years, you know, blocks of time because we get these original beliefs you know, established at a very, very early age, and sometimes little kiddos that I've worked with, you know, they think that, you know, they can't, Um, they have that already ingrained in their way of looking at life, and so you have to go all the way back and change that mindset in order to move forward and have the ability to be happy,
2: successful, joyful in your current life, so welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Lucy. I'm I have a million questions about all the stuff that you've already said. So I'll I'll talk to you later about all that. That's great. Thank okay. you. All right. I'd be happy to share with you.
1: Um so tell us a little bit about this ability to transform these negative triggering, you know, beliefs that we have, that how you do it. I know how I do it, but you share with guests how you do it.
2: Well, it sounds very similar to what you do. Um the only difference I would say, well. Not having seen what you do i'm assuming that you find very specific incidents where certain beliefs originate and help them to release that, those just by recognizing them and seeing how ridiculous some of them were um oh, yeah. i don't go in 10-year increments i go to wherever their higher consciousness leads them mm-hmm. um, and a lot of it stems back to past lives and between lives and wherever else they need to go that's where we go and i find that when they discover these sources and they're able to release them everything shifts they see the world differently they see themselves differently things that used to drive them crazy don't bother them anymore um and because of that they can make wiser choices they can discover their real purpose and being here all of that good wonderful stuff that we're we're striving to attain yeah so i mean i know that's really fun for
1: people um I I love the aha moments. Yes. When they actually say something, and then I'll usually say, Did you hear what you just said? And yes. when they, um, you know, repeat it, it's like that light bulb goes off, and they're like, Oh my goodness. I can't <laughs> yes. I've been dragging this around with me. And you remember the um, Christmas Carol with Marley's Ghost? Yes, I liken it to that, that we have this ball and chain that we drag with us, depending upon how many negative beliefs were, you know, trucking around, but we drag that with us until somebody says, here's the key to the lock. Do you yeah. want to let it
2: go? Yeah. And when they let it go, all things are achievable. Yes, yes. Yeah, there's that moment, not only aha, but the moment of taking back their power uh-huh. and remembering who they really are. And I think that's primary with the work that I do, because, you know, we have so many acts and pretenses and, you know, false notions and lack of authenticity. And once you let that go, you can start really being who you are. And that's what we're here to do. And I, I think that's so key in terms of why um why we're in this world, you know, it's, it's about rediscovering who we are so that we can manifest our purpose and we can feel empowered and we can express from love rather than fear all the time.
1: Yeah, I hear you. One of the uh, guests that I had on my show a long time ago, although she's in the archives, uh, she's been busy writing another book, but her name uh, is Tess, T-E-S-S, Dalka, D-A-L-K-A. And if you go back into the first, maybe, um, oh, probably year and a half, I think I had her on the show maybe three different times, but she communicates with angels. They um, talk to her and that's the books that she writes have a lot to do with their messages. And one of the things that she said, the angels always told her, is that we are in our physical existence to play but Mm -hmm. we forget forget that that's why we're here and then we burden ourselves with all these expectations and beliefs and like i said it's it's like marley's ghost you drag all that around with you and maybe when you're released back into the spirit can you imagine the surprise that you must have (laughs) because all this time you've been thinking that you know you have to provide for your family and you have to do this and you have to do this and you know, maybe living up to um, somebody else's
2: expectations. And that's not even why you were here. It's funny that you said uh, play because the initials, the acronym for perfect life awakening is PLA. And when I spell it out, I put a little thing over the A. So people pronounce it as play because that's so important. You know, we're so caught up in our fear and our need to survive and, all the programming that runs us that we really forget to play. Yeah, it, it's funny. One of the reasons that um, I chose that, it, that name actually was given to me as is all the information that I, I teach that was given to me in, intuitively. But I was reading a book years and years and years ago by Ram Dass. And um, somebody asked Ram Dass, you know, how do you tell that your, your guru is somebody you should listen to and he says look look for the smile the laugh lines in his eyes (laughs) because if he's you know one of these really down looking faces and serious he's not the one because when you get it when you figure it out you can see that it's all fun and playful and maybe even a little joke that we're playing on ourselves yeah
1: Oh, I think that's probably pretty true. Um, I mean, we have a lot of sad things that happen. I mean, people get sick, people die. But if you kind of shift that belief that, you know, if uh, a friend has died, a, a spouse has died, a parent, brother, sister, whatever has died, you know, that it's not the end. You know, it's a beginning for them in a different kind of existence. And one of my guests that was on a couple months ago Um, I love the fact that he talks about afterlife frequencies and that we are AM and FM. So when we're in the physical, we are AM tuned. And then when we shift to the spiritual, we become FM tuned and it's at a higher frequency. And so some of us that have been studying this for a long time, we can move to that frequency. Uh, One of the things, I don't know whether I shared this with you, but it's a good example Uh, One of the things that happened to me when my husband was so terribly sick years ago, he's been deceased almost five years, but three and a half years before that, um, he was in ICU and I had, you know, he had been admitted the night before. And so I had gone home. I got a phone call at eight o'clock in the morning saying he's in ICU. You need to get here immediately. And when I got there, they told me that he had an hour and a half to live because his legs had already started modeling And they could tell that because he only had 78% oxygen. And so they leave me with him. Now, I think what happened is because I'm very much in tune with my guides. um, They basically told me, put your right hand on the top of his head, put your left hand on his heart. My intellectual being said, what the heck? Why am I going to do that? He's got an hour and a half to live. But I, you know, I follow their directions, um, 99% of the time, probably. And so I did what I was asked to do. And then I just get very quiet. If I'm sending energy to somebody, I get very, very quiet. And so I did. I just stood in front of him with my hand on his head and my hand on his heart. And I started, you know, just looking at that energy transformation. And it took 30 seconds for his oxygen to go from 78% to 98%. They came running down the hall and they said, what are you doing? And I said, <laughs> I'm doing energy work. Cause I think they thought I had given him an injection or something. Mm. I said, I'm just doing energy work. And they said, well, we don't know what that is. but <laughs> keep doing it because now we can take him to surgery. And he lived in wow. three and a half years. Wow. So wow. he would have died had I not done that. And I think that we all have that ability. I don't think I'm unique. I just think someplace along the line, I learned to listen and to hear, you know, that information crossing over into that AM station, because I am in the physical, but I have the ability to go to the FM station.
2: And I think you're right. Everybody does have this, that ability, but We've blocked it. We label it as crazy. It doesn't fit our logical mind. All of that stuff. So we we've just lost that ability and that attunement that is so natural and is who we are and why we're here.
1: Right, right. Yeah, so then for that, you know, we can go play. I mean, we can go to our parks. We can go to the beach. We can go, you know, to a zoo. We can. I mean, I think people need to reconnect with nature for sure because nature has so much to teach us and when we do that we hear different messages than when we're just caught up in the day-to-day existence
2: that's for sure that's for sure yeah yes good for you so you were talking about you wanted to make sure you talked about fear yes yeah it's something that i just talk about all the time in my classes because We are so run by our primitive survival mechanism, also known as fear. Uh We give it various names, anxiety and worry and concern and all of that, but it's just, it's fear and it runs us. And I talk about um, what happens from fear and what to do about that. And what I do find that um, we're so afraid of being afraid that we've learned how to suppress our fears. And the more we suppress them, the bigger they get and the more they're running us. So in my courses, I talk about, you know, fear is your friend. (laughs) It's going to help enlighten you if you get in touch with it. And most fear, here's another acronym for you, but most fear is false evidence appearing real. Mm -hmm. So by getting in touch with that false evidence and where that comes from and what that's about, you can not only resolve the fear, but you can take steps and you can feel empowered and you can get in touch with a higher consciousness message that's hiding underneath that fear. Right. Um, just, I, I'd love to tell a story. It came to me as I was thinking about our interview today, but I, I'd love to tell this story about one of my students. That is it okay to share a story? Absolutely. Okay. okay. <laughs> he was like phobic about going over bridges. And there's a lot of bridges in California. So every time he would have to go over a bridge, you know, he would try to find ways to avoid it and, you know, find different routes or whatever. And sometimes he just couldn't. And so he would turn on the radio full blast and he would just go la, 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 hold his breath and do all that stuff as he was driving over a bridge. And when I worked with him, excuse me, he discovered that this fear had nothing to do with bridges. It really didn't. I mean, we thought, okay, well, maybe he fell off a bridge in a past life, or you know, maybe he was a construction worker and killed himself on a bridge, but none of that came up for him. But what came up for him was that he was getting a lot of attention every time he would scream and yell and go over this bridge, and especially from, from his wife, from his wife that was next to him going, you're crazy. What's wrong with you? So he would get attention. And then when he he took a deeper shovel full of this notion and he discovered <clears throat> that it hadn't even more to do with the fact that he didn't feel deserving of really connecting with his wife. And he felt on some very deep subconscious level that this would allow him to connect and allow him to be loved by her. So we had to really dig deep and discover why he didn't feel deserving of being connected and loved by his wife. And that was you know, where we located the origins of some of his lack of deservingness. But when you look at fear and you discover and you keep digging and digging and digging, it's not what you think it's about. And it's something deep. And it's something about fear of your own power, fear of, fear of deserving love. There's always something about that in those fears. So it's, it's quite enlightening if you let yourself go through them. Oh, my goodness. We're yeah. going to take a really short break. And we'll be right
1: back after a word from our sponsor.
0: Are you feeling stressed and anxious about life? Have elevated blood pressure? experiencing weight gain having problems with your immune system getting healthy and staying healthy is more important than ever and it has never been easier when you have fundamental nutrition from boomer products restore the youth and vitality you are used to in just minutes a day check out our website at www.boomerboost.com to see thousands of reviews from customers just like you who are benefiting from boomer products while you're there, check out our podcasts, blogs, and videos and get caught up on the latest health news and information. Use promo code LUCY at checkout. That's L U C Y to save $5 on your order. Stop existing and start living today with Boomer Products.
1: Welcome back to the Synergy Connection Show, where I have as my guest Bryce Morales, and we're talking about fear. And how fear can control a person's life. And you're right. It is false evidence appearing real. And when you really examine the components, quite often, you know, they can disappear uh, because they're not real. (laughs) We've made them real. So you use that quite a bit. And that was a fascinating story about the bridge and his uh, feeling that he didn't deserve his wife's love. How sad is that, though?
2: (laughs) Oh, I know, really. But that's really... One of our deepest fears, it always, what I I find when I work with people, when you dig deep enough, there's always a deservingness issue that's being triggered. There's always a part of us that says, I don't deserve my power. I don't deserve love. I don't deserve joy. I don't deserve to be happy. I don't deserve to be here. You know, whatever it is, there's always some kind of a deservingness issue. And I help people find the source of where they decided that they don't deserve and what that's really about. And once that blows off, it's like, oh, yeah, of course I deserve love. You know, it becomes very effortless. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, do, and the people that you're walk,
2: working with, do you see
1: like a pattern that the majority of people fall into maybe one or two categories? And yes, yes what do you find, yeah. What do you find? Are, is that pattern?
2: The pattern is deservingness mm-hmm. and f- fear of love. You know, we're we're kind of taught that. It's it's pretty easy to understand that we're fear we're afraid of losing love. That's a pretty easy concept to mm-hmm. understand. But the deeper level of that is fear of having love, because if I did have love and if I did have success and I did have my power, that would mean that I'm deserving. And I truly don't believe it. So that's the biggest pattern that I see with people. And it's hard to get there because it doesn't make any logical sense. It's like, what do you mean? Of course I deserve love. Of course I deserve power. But so, you. Yeah. Um, And and I'm going to share this because I think you'll agree that
1: quite often this is what happens. Unfortunately, our religious system, as much as anything, has taught that we don't deserve. Mm -hmm. And so an awful lot of people, you know, are have been brought up as Christians. And um, but I think their most faiths say that we don't get to have happiness until we die.
2: Right, yes.
1: And so if you really buy into that, then the whole time you're alive, you're going to feel undeserving. Like, I shouldn't be happy. I shouldn't have success. I shouldn't have money. I shouldn't, shouldn't, shouldn't. And the reality is, if you have it and can do good with it, you know, that's, I think, what's truly important. It's not, you know, what's the largest mansion I can buy and what's the most expensive Uh, toy that I can have. And I've seen people that are incredibly successful. And that's where their focus is, is, you know, the next Rolex and the next Lamborghini and the next mansion, and the next piece of property, as opposed to understanding that success, many times in my mind is what you can do for others.
2: But I do find, and not to invalidate that at all, but I find that any message that we're given, whether it be from religion or from our parents or from commercials or society, whatever it is, we only buy into that because we already believe that about ourselves. So if we truly believed to our soul that we were deserving, no matter what anybody says, we wouldn't believe it. We'd go, oh, okay, well, that's your issue, not mine. And it wouldn't affect us. So discovering those sources can blow all that. Right,
1: except for the fact that if we forget,
2: as we come into our physical
1: being, which we all do, we forget, Yes. And it's what are we being taught from a very early age? And if parents have certain belief systems because of religion or politics or other members of their family that taught them, who taught them, it's hard. You know, you, you have to get to a, a certain age where you begin to go, do I really want to believe that or not?
2: Mm-hmm. question your
1: yeah. own beliefs but you know a lot of times I worked in the schools and I would you know have children come in from kindergarten preschool all the way up you know to an older child and you know it was so sad that they had some of these beliefs that they did and you knew that if they didn't change the beliefs then and begin to think differently of themselves they would carry that on into adulthood and being a parent themselves and then the cycle repeats itself
2: that's yes, definitely yeah but there's still a part of us that buys into that for some reason it's like my sister and i we had the same parents we have such completely different belief systems and they raised us both the same way but why did i buy into certain things and she didn't and why did she buy into certain things that i didn't I've it's just it, it it,
1: yeah have you figured,
2: yeah have you figured it out Oh, yeah, definitely, because I was here to learn very specific things, and I brought things from past lives that I hadn't resolved, and things I needed to clean up, and things I needed to wake up to, so yeah, that's why I bought into all of that stuff, and she didn't.
1: It's really good for you that you began remembering why you were here, Yes, Um, and I think for a lot of people, unfortunately, they don't remember. It's like they go through their entire life sort of with amnesia. Amnesia. you know, yeah. then they kind of go, wow, you know, on their deathbed and yeah. get to come back again. Um, yes. Let's do it again. Yep. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> um, do you remember the book? I, I, It was one of my favorite Christmas stories. It was called The Littlest Angel. I think so. Yes. Um, he, he dies, you know, he, he's back in biblical times and he dies before Christ is born. And so, you know, it's not like they have toy toys. But he had his dog's collar and he had a pebble that he used to skip uh, across a, a river or a lake. And he had a butterfly and he had all of this in a little box under his bed. And so when the Christ child is getting ready to be born, you know, he asks if he can go back and get that box because that was so meaningful to him. And he makes that his gift to the Christ child, which then becomes the Star of Bethlehem in the story because it is the most important gift that could be given you know, to the baby. And I i think many, many times we um, we forget those very basic things uh, about life and, and maybe why we are here. That's for sure.
2: Yes. And we forget our purpose and we forget the reason that we're here, which is to get in touch with our purpose and to be authentic and to be empowered and to be coming from love. And I think that in our world (laughs) looking around all the stuff that's going on to me it's just so blatant that we've got to get this message this time it's time we can't live from fear and anger and blame and victimhood we can't do that anymore we're here to evolve to a place of love and truth and authenticity and true empowerment that's Mm -hmm. the biggest message i think is going on yeah i think that's very true
1: um You know, I wrote a book called The Adventures of Miss Twigs and Company, and that is their message is it's, it's a book for all ages, but it uh, is a a book about three mice that represent love, truth and wisdom. And so they go out and they have adventures uh, in mankind. And at the very end of the book, that message is there that the little boy that's 11 years old, he um, has learned the lesson that the only reason we're here is love. It's it's what we do with that concept in loving each other, loving the earth, loving animals. Um, but it's all about love. And if we don't learn that, I, I suspect that there's a lot of repetition. We get to come back until we do learn
2: it. Over and over and over. Groundhog Day. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I find that when people get in touch with the origins of their triggerings and their fears and their lack of love and they discover it's all about themselves and where they decided that they don't deserve love uh-huh. they can suddenly start loving again it comes back effortlessly and it becomes who you are there there's no struggle anymore they're just like there's no struggle in resisting your fears because you see them as teachers That's so,
1: true. that is so true
2: um i have a
1: uh, a very dear friend who Uh, When we are out together, quite often people approach us and we've had, uh, like we've been at a beach and had a lady that literally walked up to us and said, you give me hope and joy. Um, And we had another lady that drove up behind us on a golf cart. We were watching the sunset and uh, she said, I want your love. Um, Uh It's very visible when you have it. I mean, people see it, animals see it you know, it's like that aura that's around you. And so, you know, we all have it. It's just discovering it again and letting it maybe come out. Yes. And believing that you deserve it. Yes. Yeah, that, that is an important belief. And how many people don't? I mean, they go through an entire lifetime and don't believe that they do deserve to be loved or to have that happiness.
2: I think to some degree, all of us have that issue, which is why we're back. (laughs) (laughs) We're here to resolve it and feel deserving finally. Yes. You know,
1: sometimes I wonder if, I mean, like with Tess or yourself or others, I sometimes wonder if we're not back to, you know, help with that whole process of enlightenment and, um, you know, just being able to ascend, if you will, uh, that that is a part of the responsibility of being back this time.
2: Yes. I think a lot of us, because we were touched with awareness, and we've done some work. Yes, it's definitely part of our purpose in being here. You know, it's one thing I talk to my students about all the time that it's, it's great that you have this gift now, but you've got to give back in some way, you've got to take action with it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even if it's just with your kids or your mail delivering person, you know, whoever it is, whatever, it doesn't have to be huge. But you've got a purpose, you have a purpose here and it has to be done.
1: Yeah. Um, it, it, I mean, to me, even going to the grocery store and smiling at people, you know, that makes their day a better day than if you, you know, kind of shoved past them or or got, you know, impatient with somebody because yeah. they yeah. were talking and in your way. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it is a matter of slowing down and recognizing that we all have a reason to be alive at this
2: particular time. Yeah, and being in touch with the fears that are operating you, that operating system that's going all the time that, you know, you've got to awaken to what what it's really about. Have
1: you ever seen, I mean, because I cannot remember in my lifetime, and of course, I can only go back memory-wise, maybe when I was five years old, but I don't ever remember feeling the angst, you know, that's out there right now. I mean, we are bombarded with either the computer or television or something, social media, but it seems like it's an incredibly negative, negative time for so many people. It is,
2: yeah, it really is. But like I keep saying, it, it's even though it's bigger and more dramatic, what we're going through, it's still triggering the same issues for us to look at. But I think that it's it's gotten so big so that we really get it this time. It can't just be little fears anymore. It has to be in our face, big ones for us to really wake up. Right. Does that mean like climate change? We absolutely are recognizing,
1: I hope, you know, that this is something that has to change. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. Um, I think working together, you know, this whole concept of uh, collaboration, working together to achieve something, whether it's you know, politically or uh, environmentally, or even just within a relationship,
2: can we learn to finally work together? Yeah. Yeah. Even if you're left and I'm right, whatever it is, we've got to realize that we're all the same. And that's so hard for us. We don't ever want to admit that we are the same. And I talk about that over and over in my, in my classes, the fact that everyone is a mirror for us, you know, showing us a part of us that we're in denial of. So instead of judging them and hating them and pushing them out of your life. What is it that they are showing me about myself that I have tucked away and I don't want to see. So, yeah, that helps too.
1: Right. Right. Um, There's a lot of relationships. um, I I know you've heard the term uh, soulmate and twin flames and things of that nature, but there's a lot of relationships where I believe at least that it's designed to kind of file off those rough edges. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that we, you know, they encounter us or we encounter them so that that can happen. Because if you went through life and everybody was just totally in agreement with you and it was yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir, uh, number one, how boring would that be?
2: But number two, there would be no opportunity to grow. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I actually wrote a whole book about the soulmate relationship and what it's really about because I do find that. Sometimes what we think is our soulmate is actually somebody that is here to help wake us up. They're here to show us our deepest denial. And we might have that forever connection with them, but they bring it all up. They bring up our deepest fears and our deepest issues and our deepest lack of deservingness. And it might not be that we're supposed to walk arm in arm off into the sunset with them. You know, maybe they're here, like I said, just to wake us up and get us out of denial. Mhm yeah very very true. Um
1: well in the last couple of minutes of the show do you have something in particular maybe that
2: you want people to think about? Um gosh that's a good question. I guess maybe just start to honor your fears and get the messages and listen to what the deeper issue is that's going on so that you can stop coming from a fearful place and you can get in touch with who you really are. And you can allow people to reflect to you what you need to learn so that you're not coming from this, you know, angsty, anxious place all the time. Um, And I think that that's what we're here to do. It really is so that we can get in touch with our higher consciousness, our spirits, our natural abilities, our ability to heal, like we were sharing about your husband, all of that stuff is just right there for us. But we've got to not be in denial to get there.
1: Right. That's very, very true. Um, Certainly, you know, that being in touch, I, I think people have to not be afraid of that. and um sometimes you know they are because it's like whoa this is woo woo stuff (laughs) woo woo woo. yep woo woo (laughs) um, you know spirituality doesn't have in my estimation anything to do with religion per se it has to do with understanding that we are all divine beings and we can reconnect to the divine if we just allow it to happen yes
2: yes yep
1: well let everybody know how they can find you
2: um my website is RoyceMorales.com and I have a radio show called Listen Up with Royce Morales and it's on every month. All of this stuff is on my website. I do YouTubes. I have a weekly blog. Um, I've written the three books that I, this one I would highly recommend for your listeners, this one, because it talks very specifically about what I teach. Um, And it has little exercises in the back, lots of examples, lots of great stories. So that, I would say, is how you can find me, RoyceMorales.com.
1: All right. Make sure that all of that is on the synopsis because, um, you know, I put that information there so that people can determine whether they want to listen to the show. But once they listen to the show, they know how to get in touch with you yes thank you uh, hey. you're welcome um well we will see you again after the first of the year in the meantime have a wonderful remaining part of your summer and fall and winter and in california it's all kind of the same <laughs>
2: yes <laughs> we don't have seasons uh, but neither do we here in florida so yeah uh, we actually I miss- do I, I live in the mountains so we have lots of seasons we've got snow and everything up here oh, yeah
1: okay okay yeah. Well, my parents used to live in Santa Monica and they didn't have much in the way of seasons. Uh, yeah, yeah, down there. So I envy the fact
2: that you do have seasons because I miss them. <laughs> well, come on up here and visit. You're uh, more than welcome yeah, to I'll take you up on that. Bring a shovel though. Okay.
1: <laughs> so everybody that's uh, listened listen to the show today, please um, you know, share this show with your family and friends and um you know, direct them to synergyconnectionradio.com or the podcast of your choice. And uh, Rice, thank you again for being my guest and have a wonderful remaining part of your summertime out there in California.
2: Thank you. Keep Uh,
1: up the good work. Thanks. Thanks. Everybody uh, have a great day and join us next time for the Synergy Connection show. Bye-bye.